Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. See, God is able to do amazing things. And if you're here today and you're feeling like, well, God can't fix my situation, He can fix anything. But more powerfully than Him changing your circumstance, God can change you on the inside. And see, I've noted that in my life, most of the problems in my life are connected to me. In fact, they're rooted in me. <laughs> so that's a real blessing to realize that a lot of the problems that I have, like talking when I should be quiet <laughs> or doing things I shouldn't do, that the Lord is able to change my heart, that he can transform me, that I would experience a better kind of life. So Paul's view about life was, if I'm living here, then I'm going to enjoy it, because I know it's only going to get better. And if I die, then I'm going to go be with the Lord, and it's even better there. And so any way you look at it, it's all good. And just to keep going forward and living for the Lord. Now, if you don't understand that biblical truth, then sometimes you can get down about your circumstance or your situation. You can begin to think that, Life is terrible, and it's never going to get any better. And certainly there are ups and downs. The day you get married, that's a high point. Sometime later, there'll be some low points. <laughs> You're like, Pastor Bob, that ain't funny. <laughs> well, you know, it's just the truth. <laughs> but the Lord is going to be there with us. He's going to help us navigate those things. And so as it relates to Paul talking to these new Christians, they didn't understand these truths about perspective on life and death. And so he says in verse 15, For this we say to you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. In other words, what he's saying to those new believers is that your loved ones who have died, they've gone on before us to join the Lord. And we're going to see them again one day. But as he says in verse 15 in that last part, by no means will we precede them. In other words, those who have died, that we're not going to get to be with Jesus before they are. And if a person dies, they go be with Jesus right now. And we're not going to get there before they do. See, they were thinking, oh, if Jesus comes back, then they're going to be soul sleeping, or I don't know exactly what they thought. But Paul is correcting them as to say that in verse 16, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. Now, this is exciting because when Jesus comes for his church, there's going to be a shout. I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but it says it's going to be like an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And when you think about what's this trumpet thing? Well, I don't think that Jesus actually has a 1964 trumpet, you know. But in those days, a trumpet was used to declare an announcement that was very important, that an important announcement was coming. And so I don't know the tune they played, but, you know, maybe it was like, dun da 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 dun da 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 I don't know what that tune meant, but the tunes meant something. And there's going to be this shout like an archangel. In Revelation chapter 1, the apostle John said that on the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet which said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Now, who would be saying, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, I'm the beginning and the end? It was Jesus. And so Jesus was speaking to John, and he said, I heard this loud voice. Now, when I read that, it was very comforting to me because I live with the loud family. And there's this proclamation, 
you know, we had this ladies retreat here and I heard these shouts coming from the sanctuary. I'm in my office upstairs and, and I did this, whoa! And I'm like, what's going on? And I go out there and it's like, oh, that's just the ladies in there. They're excited about Jesus. And you know, my wife, she's kind of an excited person. She kind of has these little shouts. And, and then the lady who was the speaker here for the ladies yesterday, she was like my wife. And she was like shouting during the message and all the ladies were shouting and they were all excited. And it was funny that after the first service, a lady came up to me and she said, I only shout when I'm angry. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, some people shout when they're happy. <laughs> my wife and the guest speaker yesterday. <laughs> but there's going to be this shout when Jesus comes. And he says in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, after these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet. Now notice it's like, it's not a trumpet, like a trumpet, speaking to me saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place in the future. Now, if you are a student of prophecy, if you are a student of the book of Revelation, you know that here when Paul says in Revelation 4.1, after these things, after what? Well, we know that chapters 2 and 3 speak about the church, and it's about the church age. So after the church age, he says, then he heard this voice, and it was like a trumpet, but it wasn't a trumpet. It was just kind of this shout. And he's saying, come up here, and I'll show you these things. And so John speaks of this voice shouting this message, come up here. Now, I think that in our text in verse 16, where it says that the Lord is going to descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, I think that shout, the important message is going to be, Jesus is going to be saying to the church, come up here. Just the opposite of Bob Barker at The Price is Right, when he'd say, come on down. We're not going down, we're going up. So he's saying, come on up. And so we, as the church, look forward to this great event where the Lord returns. Now, in the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, the word church is used nine times. But in Revelation chapter 4 on, we don't see that word used anymore. Why? Well, because from that point on, Revelation 6 on tells us that that great tribulation period that we read about in the book of Revelation that's going to be poured out on this earth is God's wrath on this Christ-rejecting world. In Revelation 6, 17, it says, For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? So we know that one day God's wrath is going to be poured out on this earth. And so in verse 17 of our text, verse four, chapter 4, verse 17, he says, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Now, he's not speaking about the second coming because it says that we're going to meet him in the air. And so what this is speaking about in verse 17 is the rapture of the church. Now, you might be thinking, Pastor Bob, I read my whole Bible last year. I did what you said, and I started that Bible reading program. I read the whole Bible, and I never read the word rapture. Where's that in the Bible? Well, the word caught up in verse 17, it is a translation from a Greek word, which is harpazo, and it just means caught up. Now, if you had a Latin Vulgate Bible, in Latin, the word is raptus, and that's where we get the word rapture. So, if I were able to give you all a Latin Vulgate Bible this morning, we could flip to 2 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, and it would say, Then we who are alive and remain shall be raptus together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Except for all the other words would be Latin too, and we wouldn't know what any of those mean. So, and I couldn't translate it in Latin today. But you get the idea. If you had a Latin Vulgate Bible, it would say we would be raptus or caught up. And I believe this is what Jesus was talking about when his disciples asked him, hey, what would be the sign of the end times and your second coming? 
And there in Matthew 24, 40, Jesus said, two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and the other left. And so I believe Jesus was speaking about this rapture. As it says in verse 17, when Paul was teaching those new believers there in Thessalonica, he says, then we who are alive and remain, so he's saying those who died before Christ, they're already going to be with Jesus, they're going to come with him. But we who live before he returns, we shall be caught up together or raptured together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with the Lord. So, as a Christian, when you look at this world and you see all of the crazy things that are going on, and if you think from time to time, man, this world is falling apart. It's just out of control. There seems like there's more and more crazy people all the time. And when you begin to get concerned, and if it causes you to be anxious, Jesus would say to you, don't let your heart be troubled. Because when Jesus was describing to his disciples what it would be like in the last days, they said, hey, tell us what the signs of your coming are going to be. And Jesus said, here's what it's going to be like. In Matthew 24, you can read it at home, but part of it, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 6, he said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and, and we got a lot of that going on, Afghanistan and Iraq and all over, and see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And then Jesus said, one of the signs would be, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So if you look around in the world and you think, man, it seems like there's more and more lawlessness. It seems like the love of many is growing cold. It seems like people are becoming calloused and hard-hearted. Well, that's what Jesus said would be a sign of the times. And so for me, when I, you know, watch the news and see, uh, you know, even in our own country where it used to be quite a safe place to live, that now we have, you know, just people shooting police officers in the open, broad daylight on the East Coast, on the West Coast, just everywhere. And we see now riots going on in our country. And, you know, to me, it speaks of what Jesus said in the last days, lawlessness will abound. I mean, it's so crazy, and I don't understand this at all. Maybe if you understand it, you could help me to understand it. Even when a football team wins a football game, they riot and light people's cars on fire and buildings on fire. What? You won. I mean, if they were doing that because they lost, I mean, it's bad, but I would at least understand it. But they're doing it when they win. It's like, why would they riot? It's lawlessness is abounding. People don't care about other people's stuff. People don't love, and the love of many is growing cold. People are just being like what Jesus said it would be in the last days. And when you look at the prophecies in the Bible that speak about in the last days, right before the rapture, that there would be these Islamic nations that would come against the nation of Israel. And many of those nations publicly stated, Iran and, and even many of those nations there around Israel, that they hate Israel. And we see the prophecies that the Bible spoke about are coming to pass. In fact, the Bible said that the nation of Israel be wiped out. And so we know in 70 AD that the Jews, that their country was taken over and the Jewish people were dispersed all around the world. And then the Bible says in Ezekiel that in the last days, God would bring the nation of Israel, bring the Jews back together and give them a nation again. And so we know in 1948, almost after 2000 years, now Israel is a nation. A little tiny one, but they are a nation. Not very many people, but now when you watch the news, all of these crazy people, well, these Islamic terrorists, they all want to wipe out the Jews and Israel. And we just think about in our own nation, 
Why did they say they attacked America, 9-11? They said it's because we support Israel. And so those Islamic terrorists attacked America. And then the Boston Marathon bombing, you know, a while back. And, and then most recently, we see these terrorists in Paris where they just went to a business and shot people in the daytime and shot some police officers. And then now there's raids all in Germany and Paris and France and Belgium. And just now there's like terrorists everywhere in the world. And they say, hey, you got to watch out. Now, when you watch all of that, I don't know what you think, but if you begin to feel anxious and like, oh no, what if some terrorists come to Idaho? Oh, what are we going to do? Well, we just need to know that Jesus said this is how it's going to be in the last days. And what did Jesus tell us to do? He said, look, you need to just focus on my plan for you. And remember when someone asked Jesus, what's the most important thing in the whole Old Testament? Jesus said, love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. To love people. That's what we do. We love people. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you